Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Off Menu Podcast. With James Acaster. That's you saying that, and Ed Gamble, that's me <laughs> saying that. Um, hello, James. Hello, Ed, how are you? I'm, I'm good, mate. Good to see you, you can find Fettel. Thank you, what does that mean? Uh, nice cap. <laughs> good, thanks very much. Hey, great episode today. Oh, such a great episode. We're very excited. Very excited, because it's our first ever chef, Tom Kerridge. And if you're here uh, because you're a fan of Tom and you've never listened to the podcast before, what is it, James? Uh, we are going to ask Tom Kerridge what the best ever, or just his favourite, uh, starter, main, side, drink and dessert are. He can order whatever he likes in our magical restaurant and I'm a genie. And James is a genie, but we'll, we'll come to that. That actually, there's more depths to the genie revealed today that even I didn't know about, James. Or me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's very exciting. Are you telling me you were riffing that off the top of your No, 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 no. I just, I, I, just, I just noticed them for the first I noticed those details for the first right, time. Okay, I see, I see. Yes. Hey, I tell you what, finally this podcast is paying off. This is very exciting. Right. We have been sent some chocolate for free. Oh, yes. From Brooklyn, America. Yeah. Is that your impression of someone from Brooklyn? I think so. Yeah. Um, the nine nine. It's, it's like posh, proper chocolate. A lady called Sarah contacted me on Instagram uh-huh. and said, would you like some chocolate for the, from the company that I work for? It's called Raka, Ch- Raka Chocolate, R-A-A-K-A. It's unroasted dark chocolate and it comes in, like, it's come in this posh it box. Good. It looks good. With, like, it's, it's so cool and hipster and I love it. it, it's, it there's like a booklet about how they make it. There's all these different flavours like pink sea salt and bourbon and bananas foster. Bananas Foster. Now we've got to divvy this up fairly. Okay. What what flavours do you want? Well, that's a fun game. You can try and guess what flavours I want, because I think you'd be able to get, get the pretty Well, you want Bananas Foster. Yeah, already, already gave the game away there, didn't they? And ain't, ain't no way I'm having Bananas Foster. Thank yeah. you. I'm sure it's delicious, Sarah. I think you might want bourbon, but also I want bourbon. Yes, I would like that. Thank you very much, Sarah, for sending us that chocolate. And if you uh, work for a, a cool um, artisan food company and you think well I won't send them anything because surely they won't mention the company just for some samples we fucking will yes we will (laughs) we do not care when it comes to getting free food we did this podcast for a reason we love food and so therefore if you send us food we're going to talk about it and if you're into chocolate we're going to stick some photos up of this we really will we're really going the whole hog with this yeah I, I think it's great if, 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 I, if I followed this podcast on Twitter and stuff, I'd want to see the photos of the chocolate and then buy the chocolate, eat it. This is great. This is exactly what I like. I don't even know. If anyone's listening to this thing, we're a couple of sellouts. You can go ram yourself. <laughs> right. So, great episode today. Such great episode. Uh, Tom Kerridge, though, he will be in trouble if he says he wants quinoa in his food. 
Every week we have a secret ingredient that if the guests mentions the secret ingredient in their dream meal, they're out on their ear. They get kicked out of the restaurant, banned for life. The secret yeah. ingredient this week, as James said, is quinoa. I just don't get it. I, I'm going to hold my hands up. I don't mind a bit of quinoa. Yeah, sure, I don't mind it. No one's eating quinoa saying it's delicious, though. No, I, but I like, I like the texture. I like the nutty flavour. I don't like the texture. It annoys me. Right, well, I'm willing to go with you on this one. If if Carriage, if Carriage mentions quinoa, he's out. Carriage mentions quinoa. More difficult to say than I'd imagine that. Quite fun to say, though. Carriage mentions quinoa. Mention, but you're saying mentions. Mentions. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't mention the no, This is not the cleanest intro we've ever done, but Carriage mentions quinoa. Carriage mentions quinoa. If Carriage mentions quinoa, he's got a bit in trouble. <laughs> Oh, and this week, keep listening until the end because we've got some bonus content right mm-hmm. at the end. That's the bonus content noise, as yeah. is tradition in the world of podcasting. So keep listening towards the end for some bonus content. Follow us on social media, at Off Menu Official on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe, like, review, all that stuff. I'll be saying that at the end as well. But here, finally, we've battled through this intro, the brilliant Tom Carriage. Here with Tom Kerridge. Hello, Tom. Hello, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We feel very honoured to have our first chef guest here. Thanks very much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chef number one. Now, I, I don't know if you're aware of the podcast, Tom, but um, James is a genie in, in this. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have li- I've actually, I've done a bit of research. I listened to one on the way in the, on the car this morning. Absolutely perfect. That's what, that's what we like to hear. I and- like the genie's arrival. Thank you very much. Yeah. I just, uh, well, you, you saw, you just got to see it for real. There. Yeah, it was uh, up close incredible. And personal. Got to see yeah. me coming out the lap. Yeah, yeah. We don't. Not have many a... people expect I come out feet first. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. He's a very offbeat genie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Feet first. I land on my with, head. With, with odd around. socks on. Yeah, yeah. yeah with <laughs> odd socks. People don't go. Who's this? Two people coming out the lap. I <laughs> know. Oh, it was one guy with odd socks on. <laughs> Keep everyone guessing. <laughs> Unlike most genies, uh, James wears socks. Yes, that's true. Because I, I don't yeah. know if you've seen genies before, but they don't tend to have feet no. normally. They're socks just... the and only socks. I cover my modesty with a rubber ring, like a, <laughs> from a swimming pool. That's what I'm wearing. So much being added to the to the genie lore today. Yeah, yeah. well, it's about time. People needed, needed a bit of an update on what my life is like. <laughs> socks and a rubber ring. Yeah. And that's it? Yeah. And no when, we, when we said odd socks, one of them is a big old football sock, and one of them is one of those uh, half socks that people wear to make it look like they've got no socks when they're hipsters. <laughs> trainer socks. Yeah, trainer yeah. socks. That's what I'm wearing. That's what I'm wearing. Well, welcome. You've really, you've really come into the deep end here, Tom, I'll be honest. Yes. It's uh, first thing in the morning and James hasn't had a coffee or no, anything. If you're worried about being in the deep end, I can lend you my rubber ring if you like. Yeah. Float it out with it. No, not, I can see where it's been. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> What's your kitchen like in the, uh, in the lamp, James? Oh, it's... it's are, you cook, are you cooking in the lamp? Well, yeah, let's face it. I'm a magical genius who can make people whatever food they want. So it's basically all the... If you can imagine all the kitchens in the world in yeah. one... That's what it is. All state-of-the-art equipment. But I know you like to look after other people and cook them whatever they want, but what are you cooking for yourself in the lamp? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a humble genie. I'm not eating anything. I'm not cooking anything for myself. Yeah, but we've got, we've got Tom here now. He's, just got, he's got a new book out. Oh, yeah. About cooking for yourself. and That's what you were trying to get me round to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a chat to talk about his book, and you're so within the genie character now. I was too in the character of the genie. <laughs> you got to remember it. It doesn't make sense for genies to do that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm cooking myself some food from Tom Kerridge's Fresh Start. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ed. That's yeah, right. We, no we, we, we got there eventually. <laughs> doing more promo for socks than I am for Tom's book. Um, James told me before you arrived that he can't cook in his flat at the moment because he doesn't have an extractor fan. It's, no. uh, it's a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. There's uh, the smoke alarms uh, are hooked up to like pretty much every room in the flat. So if I set the smoke alarm off, I'll wake everybody up in the whole building. That's Bad times. Like yeah. everyone knows that noise. The smoke, the toast, burning yeah. the toast, yeah. smoke alarm nice. feeling. I did it first day of uh, university in the halls of residence. I set off the fire alarm with oh with the toaster at like one in the morning, and everyone had to go outside in their dressing gowns. Oh boy, <laughs> and it was really embarrassing. Well, we have like bad dressing gowns, but uh, awful dressing gowns. Yes. <laughs> and Ed's they all knew there. it was me. 
with, with, with a, tr- a tray of food. around my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff in his face. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a fair reason to not cook nil extraction. I mean, but I'm, getting, I'm, I'm sorting it out. I'm getting an extractor fan. I'm going, oh, it's, it's, it's important to me, Tom, as it should be to everyone, right? Yeah, extraction fans are very... And you, you actually want one that actually extracts, not the ones that just turn on and make a noise. The main noise. They, sure. they just make a noise like they're pretending to extract. You want a real one that actually sucks stuff out. Because those ones will trick people like me early doors. Yeah. I'll hear it and think that's working. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do want something that extracts proper. Yeah. Um, but we're, uh, me and you, Tom, we're brothers in, brothers in weight loss. Yeah. I've also lost a lot of weight in my life and changed my lifestyle. Six, six stone. That's pretty massive. Six stone is still a huge. Uh, it's like a huge amount. Huh? So it's like a, a big, chi- big child. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a very small adult. <laughs> how, how, how many did you? Well, think? I lo- I probably lost. I mean, the best part of twelve stone originally. Then I've, I've started going to the gym a lot. So probably overall around about eleven stone, oh, ten or eleven stone. Absolute shame, Tom. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm I'm a lot bigger. I'm a lot taller, and I was a lot bigger. Right. I mean, okay. I was that like, makes a massive lump a yeah. massive lump so yeah I've shifted some timber but I'm still like a massive lump there was some time on the circuit where all anyone was talking about was uh, have you seen Ed Gamble lately <laughs> that's not that's not even a lie <laughs> <laughs> everything I turned up at yeah. <laughs> first person who walked in have you seen Ed Gamble it doesn't look like Ed Gamble anymore he looks it, fit. It, it looks fucking sexy. Yeah. Everyone thought he was so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Because I mean, it's true. That was funny to you, was it? It was funny that everyone was saying how sexy you were. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't disagree with it, Ed, but it was just really funny that all of a sudden, all anyone could talk about was how sexy you were. <laughs> See, Ned, he's really sexy now. True, though. It is very true. I think... Cooking at home is you'd learn more about food and you'd have more of an appreciation for it, right? You, well, yeah. I mean, when you put the ingredients in, you learn a lot about it. I mean, food yeah. is. I mean, food. I mean, the most amazing thing about it is you can go around the world with food. It doesn't matter where you're at yeah. in your kitchen with no extraction. You can <laughs> still be cooking a, a dish from Thailand. You know, yeah. you could, like that's the most beautiful thing about it, and it's great for kids as well. The fact that there's so many things: there's taste, texture colour, flavour, variety, history, geography, that all comes into food. So it's a great learning curve for families. So that's why food ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, when you make something and you get to eat it, like it's quite a nice reward. Mm. Yeah, it really is. You feel so chuffed with yourself, I think. Sometimes if, I, if I'm going out to eat and I don't like the meal very much, I try and imagine that I've cooked it because then uh, I like it more. <laughs> You're one of the oddest people I've ever met in my life. No, but it's true because I'm like, actually, it's pretty good for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that works. Yeah. I've done all right here, actually. Yeah, but then yeah. you have to give somebody else money. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pay someone else for the fantasy. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> but, you know. Tom, today you don't have to cook. No. Because you're at the dream restaurant. Yeah. The waiter's already appeared. <laughs> And, and now he's just shot some guns for no reason. <laughs> oh, I just killed some people outside. But this, this, this episode's going to be very tense. <laughs> the cops are coming. So, first of all, uh, can I get you some water, Tom? Would you like still or sparkling water? I, I quite like uh, sparkling, actually. Sparkling is pretty... I, like, I mean, either. Either way, it doesn't really matter. But whatever's easiest. I always say that. I always say whatever's easiest to the waiter. And this is sometimes it, it confuses them halfway through a meal because then <laughs> I might have sparkling water in a glass and when they top it up, they put still. Or the other, oh. all that goes the other way around, they end up with half and half water. So I don't, I like, and I'll just drink it. I'm, I'm not bothered. Because then it's giving you whatever is easiest, which yeah. means <laughs> exactly whatever is what nearby or in supply. Yeah, whatever's yeah, so in that their might hands switch right halfway now. through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, that'll do. It's still clear and wet. That's fine. I mean, yeah. If I was a waiter and you said whatever's easiest, which I am a waiter, and you have to, say you're, that a gen- to me. you're a genie waiter. Yeah. Um, I am going to at some point give you a bit of half and a half because I want to. I've never seen someone drink some half and half before. <laughs> I've never seen someone drink half still, half sparkling. I'd want to see what. That's a maverick move. It's yeah. kind of like, it's, it's like really boring sparkling water. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a hint. Yeah, a hint it's like of if sparkle. you've opened a bottle of sparkling water, you've drank it, and then you've left it in the fridge for five days, and then you drink it again. That's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what Top Chef Tom Kerridge <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's your first choice, Tom? When he goes to a restaurant. <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 Y
I'm not lying just to impress Kerridge. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good safety option as well. If you're in a new, if you're in a new restaurant, you yeah. don't know what it is, and you're a little bit unsure. Yeah. Squid is a, is, a, is a calamari is a good safety option. Although there is a little bit of a downfall that I don't think a lot of people know that quite often those squid rings they're reformed. So Are they're they? Not, yeah, quite often they're they're like processed squid meat that's then piped you'll be able to tell oh. the ones that are almost circular rather than just flat do you know yeah. what I mean? like so if there's they're reformed yeah and then fre- so it's it's not fresh squid rings so it's got to be fresh squid rings not the reformed ones that i don't know where you ate yesterday but you know somewhere in camden it was uh our friend took us to a place in camden yeah but it, that was i'm sorry that was baby squid yeah you yeah yeah so you can't get they, away with it. baby yeah, squid they the reformed whole, that, that, be, that fair be, play to them yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be more hassle than it's worth, really, yeah. wouldn't it? That would yeah. be hours of crafting. Absolute artist <laughs> yeah. in that kitchen. And you polished it off in seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't even bat an eyelid. Where's the place you've had the best calamari? Uh, Greece. Like, I, I, I love Greece as a holiday. It's an amazing space. Sat sat on a on a kind of like just one of those taverna-like things on the front of the beach, watching the sun go down, eating calamari. Amazing. Like, love it. Is that important to you, setting? Well, I think... It, it, when, from a restaurant's point of view, it is quite. It, they're the things that make restaurants work. Is the whole environment? It's not mm-hmm. just the food because you can have amazing food in places, but it's not always necessarily served well. I mean, not like the standard of waiter that we have here, mm-hmm. and, 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 envi- and definitely not in an environment like we. Have. I mean, this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. outstanding. But you know, it, 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 when you tick all of those boxes, that does make some of the best. Some of the best meals you can ever have are with the company that you've got and the place it is, as well as the food being mm-hmm. good. So it does, yeah, it does make a difference. It does make a difference. My dad has a theory that, I think this is specifically when you go on holiday though, if the restaurant has a lovely view or an amazing surrounding, the worse the food's going to be and you have to find the place, like say you're in Greece, you have to find the place that's like down a side street and there's like a like mangy old dog walking past and they're going to have the best food because they have to to get people in. Yeah, I, I, that's a fair theory, particularly in holiday resorts. I mean, I remember once we went to um, a place in, in Cyprus with uh, my wife and my little man and we went and um, we were driving, I got a taxi driver to take, take us into town and it just takes us somewhere nice to be in a place. And as he drove into town, there was this place on the right-hand side and he goes, that's where I go, that's where all the taxi drivers go. Yeah. And then, but I'll drop you in town at the front and you went to the front and they're just these packed tourist places with the bloke at the front going, come on in, very nice, come yeah, on in. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, hold on a minute, right, let's go back to where the taxi driver <laughs> <is." And laughs> yeah. went back there and it was amazing. It was an incredible meal, like yeah. cooked by three lovely old ladies in the kitchen doing beautiful like stews and stuff so yeah your dad's theory definitely worked in Cyprus then yeah <laughs> the closest the closer to a landmark something is the worst it is it, I, I'd agree with that food wise <laughs> yeah it's close to a landmark we'll just we'll just get the stragglers doesn't matter you just get all the tourists who are walking around going often like I went to Paris last year for one day because my sister's family were there and they got little kids so we went to see the Eiffel Tower and then it's like we need to eat you can't walk around Paris phases with little kids on your phone going no I've googled the best place We're gonna go yeah. so you just kind of go to the nearest place and you just sit in there going we are absolute mugs <laughs> <laughs> spending 20 euros on a really bad crepe on like yeah. a really bad burger it was so bad I mean we all we all, we all the company was nice, sure. <laughs> but not good and enough to... No, no, the company, great company. Always good enough. I'll eat anything with my family, Ed, and you know it. <laughs> big wedge of lemon with the calamari? Yeah, I quite like a big wedge of lemon. Give it a good squeeze on it, definitely, yeah. Uh, I think the, you need the acidity is really good. I mean, it, it's only a little bit like putting malt vinegar on fish and chips, isn't it? Mm. It's like that acidity that brings it to life, so yeah. It's a big moment, though, when you start doing that. As a kid, you're not doing it. No. <laughs> that is very you true. You ain't never seen a kid squeezing a wedge of lemon over anything. <laughs> never happens. You'd be like, what's going on? What, what, you eating olives as well, you little punk? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. As an adult, I remember the first time I ordered some fish and chips and went, I'm actually going to use that lemon and squeeze it over my yeah. battered cod. Absolute game changer. And then tartar sauce as well. You're not doing that as a kid. No, no kids having tartar sauce, are they? No too kids sharp. doing any of that. Too sharp for a kid's palate. But as soon as I started doing that, oh, what a game changer. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, because it's funny, because that is my main course is fish and chips. Is it? It is. My main course is fish and chips. Wow. That's, that's what I've chosen. Yeah, we are having a, a, a day by the sea with Tom Kerry. We are having a day by the sea. Although this fish and chips doesn't necessarily have to be by the sea. I mean, like in, a, in a, an idyllic sort of situation, you're sat on a beach somewhere having fish and chips. You know, yes. And, and, but it, it, fish and chips are really special. Like oh, You remember their childhood memories. And yes. like I say, it's a game changer when you put um, tartar sauce or lemon juice on it. Because actually, as Mission Star Chefs, what you're always looking for, any chef is looking for a balance of texture, crunch, mm. acidity, all of those sort of things that come into line so lemon or capers or, or gherkins that are in tartar sauce is about bringing everything into balance and it's the same sort of thing as a full english breakfast which was a close second to my main course right. ah. but the idea of going all of those flavors that are salty yeah. and kind of protein led and starchy that then you need something to balance it up right. and this is where like, this is where the, the, i think brown sauce and red sauce that all right there's loads of sugar and salt in them. But yeah. what you think about, they're a balance of acidity. They're quite, there's sugar and vinegar that's reduced out and mixed together. So when you put, when people are putting red sauce on stuff and brown sauce, all they're doing is bringing in a natural balance of cooking. They're almost becoming Michelin star chefs. <laughs> it's your mouth that's bringing it all together. You yeah. want it all together. So, so what's your ideal, like, is there somewhere you've had the best fish and chips you've ever had? Yeah, well, I mean, it's so, see, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Fish yeah. and chips, but there's nothing simple about it. Like, some of the best fish and chips you'll have is, you know, when their chips are like really soggy and mm. a bit mm-hmm. rubbish because yeah. it's the summertime and there's too much, see, there's too much sugar in a potato in the summertime. There's okay. not enough starch. Oh. And that's why new potatoes don't make great. They're not very good at chipping. But, right. you know, and then you, when you put malt vinegar on it and the paper's stuck to the chips and all that, yeah. actually that's not, that's quite a nice thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't serve soggy chips with paper stuck to them in a restaurant. So sure. you go, okay, so then we have to go down the triple cook chip route, right. which is kind of like, I mean, 
I mean, the whole science of it is boring and I won't tell you on the, on the, on the podcast because like it will go on forever, but you triple cook them to make sure they're lovely and crispy. Uh-huh. You go, well, then all of a sudden, like you don't give as many chips and it take, the process costs too much money. Sure. So it's a very fine balance between the best chips in the world or soggy wet ones covered in paper. Yeah. And then that's it. And then also mm. you've got the fish. Up north is haddock. Everyone loves haddock. Down uh-huh. south, it's cod. Up north, they like to cook more often than not in beef dripping. Down right. south, it's in veg oil. So, like, it's it's a very like it's, it's political. It's, it's, it's massive, yeah. yeah and yeah. you don't know what would you have? Would you have haddock? See, would you have haddock cooked in veg oil? That would spin everyone out. That, that, that that's like <laughs> yeah. that's like the northern fish cook the cook the southern well, this is way. A classic cabbage half and half. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it again. It is. It's going to go lovely with your glass of sparkling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's splitting them immediately. Yeah, so... Having fi- triple-cooked soggy chips, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a nice idea. Triple, I'm going to have triple-cooked soggy chips with haddock from up north cooked in veg oil down south. Yeah. And served with... And fish, it's got to have mushy peas with it, uh-huh. undoubtedly. And then... And I'm never sure, right? So... Curry sauce or gravy. Chips and gravy is amazing, right? Yeah. Chip, chip, fish, fish and curry sauce. Delicious. Yeah. So probably all of it. You would want... So I would have all the of full, it. full, yeah. Everything. Also, right, have you always liked mushy peas? Always liked mushy always. peas. Always. Always liked mushy peas. Uh, does this fit in with your theory that no kid has mushy peas? No. I was, but as a kid, I did not like mushy peas. But it's basically like baby food consistency, isn't it? So yeah. you would have sure. thought babies would be into mushy peas. I did not like them. And um, I used to work in a kitchen. Worked in a few kitchens, actually, Tom. And uh, uh, I, By the way, in the last kitchen he worked in, he was known as the Mash King. I that's true. I love that. Because I, I made the best mash. I was known as the mash is king. that actually your name, the Mash King? People would call me that, yeah. I love Some that. people think that maybe I was called that because no one else wanted to make the mash, and they thought if they called me the Mash King, I'd want to do it. But I don't think that's true. I love, kitchen nicknames are quite good. There's a lot yeah. of them going around, like... And they're not always complimentary kitchen. No, no, I have to be honest. I I work, I work with a guy not in our kitchen, but he has a story of when he worked for a, a very famous chef, and I won't tell you his. But he worked he worked for him for six months, and for the whole six months, he was known as Knob. That was it. No one actually knew his name. He turned up on day one, and he said, "What's your name?" And he said, uh, "Doug." And they went, and the head chef went, "No, it's Knob, and you're known as Knob from now on." So for six wow. months, he was called Knob until he left. Was that because <laughs> it was his job to put the knob of butter in the mash? Exactly the that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would have worked quite well with you as yeah, the yeah. Mash King, Mash me, King, me and Knob, Mash King and Knob, King and, knob. Yeah. and Milky Joe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Milky Joe. But yeah. right at the end, I'd actually use cream a lot of the time in the mash. Uh, that's what I used to do. That was my secret. Yeah, shouldn't have told that to a chef. Oh. Yeah. Oh no! He's going to use it. He's going to steal my secrets from me. Take your throne. Oh, oh cream in mash. Oh, let oh, me just write that down. No, no, oh no! Oh dear me! I will no longer be the mash king. Kev's just taking my crown. Yeah. And can I say, Tom, you know, fish and chips for your main? It's admirable how quickly the low carb thing. Oh, it's gone out the window. It's just out the window. Like completely. We, we, we've stuffed it right up here. I've gone for freshly made <laughs> bread, butter, fish and chips, calamari. I'm like, but this is kind of like, I'm, I'm trying to view this. Is this like my last meal or is this the ultimate no, meal that doesn't matter? any way you want to view it, really. But it's yeah. like the, the best stuff you've had in your life. The things yeah, that I'll, go, I'll stick with fish and chips, don't we? We'll, 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 we'll call it an off day and we'll have fish and chips. Yeah, definitely fish and chips. If I'd like to return briefly uh, to your recipes. Yes. Because I've got a bone to pick with you. Okay. Um, you're responsible for quite a um, traumatic event in my life. <laughs> um, so uh, recently, me and, uh, I was going to say friend of the podcast, but everyone hates him, Joel Domit. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we were a team on uh, Pointless, uh, Pointless Comedians. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, you seem pointless. You know how it works. I know how it works. Yeah. So one of the rounds, second round in the show, was uh, five dishes by famous chefs. Yeah. And we had to name all pasta dishes, and we had to name just an ingredient that was in any of those dishes. Yeah. One of them was Tom Kerridge's spaghetti bolognese. Right. That was one of the ones. Joel Domit. He on his one, he guessed a different dish by someone else. Can't remember what it was. He guessed capers. It wasn't in any of the dishes. We got a hundred points. Love that. Comes to me. Yeah. I've got a Sabres now. Yeah. We're going out if I don't get a low one. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at them. I think, ah, someone told me that to plump up the beef sometimes in spaghetti bolognese, people put dark chocolate in spaghetti bolognese. I've got to get a low score. I took a swing. They're dark chocolate. And you already know, Tom. 
That is not angel spaghetti bolognese. And we went crashing out on 200 points. <laughs> you humiliate me on live television. There's television. a reason we've asked you here today, Tom. Yeah. James is going to yeah. settle some scores. Well, no, but hold on a minute. I might just start the train. Dark chocolate spaghetti. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Help me even more. I love it here. Any more recipes? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the next book is going to be yeah. Creamy Mash and Chocolatey Bolognese. <laughs> Chocolate okay. Cream Mash. Although, I mean, to be fair, I do put dark chocolate in a chilli. Oh, God damn it. There you so go. Close. So close. Very similar, but That stings even more. Yeah. <laughs> knowing that you do do it. Do do it, but not in a bolognese. What are, in your bolognese, what ingredient do you reckon would be a pointless answer? Would be the, the least amount of people. What, what is the most... Um, Left field ingredient in your spaghetti. I've got to be honest. It's the one that I argue about most with my wife is whether carrot should be in it or not. Oh, I say, right. like, like it's, I mean, this is the, <laughs> yeah, that like is most. A good there's argument. always a household argument, right? Yeah. And and in, in everybody's house about certain random things. In ours, it's about carrots and bolognese. Yeah, I think they should be in there. Right. My wife Beth. Definitely not. No carrots. So that would have been a no pointer. It depends yeah. who's made the bolognese. How I mean, are you cutting them? These carrots. Perfectly diced, obviously. You <laughs> say obviously. I my I, I'm a fan of a, of a carrot in bolognese. I think because yeah. you dice them small and they just sweeten it up, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've tried this argument and yeah, it doesn't okay, work. No, right? sorry, I, I understand. <laughs> if you met round. my wife, you just yeah. go, yeah, yeah, fine, all right. We just won't put carrots no carrot. in it. I'll show her. I'll put sweet potato. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. That brings us back to Joel Domit, though, for mentioning yeah. sweet potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> he had that as his side after having chips as his main. Oh, fucking idiot. <laughs> um. What? Talking about side dishes, what, what would be your side dish, Tom? Well, so, so now it doesn't quite go with anything, right? So we've gone a flow, we've gone for calamari, and now we're going for fish. Dish. But I got it's um, I've gone for an aubergine dish that I've oh. had that I had in Singapore, like and oh. it was it was like it was amazing, like it was one of the most amazing meals I've ever had, and I've had. Like I've been very fortunate, you know, you've been over the world and cooking in lots of different places and been shown. And when you're in the food scene, you turn up in different places and they and they take you around. Journalists and, and other chefs take you to the nightlife and see, I don't know if you guys have been to Singapore or not, but there's, not. there's an amazing nightlife in Singapore. Mm. It goes on all night. It's a 24-hour city and there's also, like it's it has a, 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 a very abundant and very busy red light area. But in between the red light area, it's, ve- it's, it's very well organised right. Singapore. <laughs> so there's a street of, of which is a red light area uh-huh. then there's a street of uh food street food. right then there's a street of red light area then a street, street <laughs> food. and like it's, it's just like goes down like that so we went out after work and obviously went to the street food yeah uh and we sat there as a bunch of chefs until about four or five in the morning with this one guy cooking food and just bringing out loads and loads of different dishes and it was an aubergine dish and we were sat in something it was called rat alley mm-hmm. and we were sat on the tiny little plastic seats uh and we ate it just brought out everything and it was amazing it was this little fried aubergine dish with lots of chilies on it and lots of like Singaporean Chinese style flavours and I couldn't tell you how we made it but it uh-huh. was just delicious doesn't really go with this. fish and chips but I quite liked I liked it backs up your dad's theory yeah there you go yeah yeah sitting sitting a little alleyway that's what the rat yeah, alley rat alley <laughs> it's not it's definitely not like a tourist space that you're did the man at. have a big chef's hat on and is it possible there was a little rat there pulling his hair and making him make the <laughs> So that's how he's making all the food. <laughs> there may well have been, actually. Yeah. It was you that good. It could have been It could have been ratatouille. <laughs> it could have been ratatouille. <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, that was, yeah, so that was a Singapore trip, which was incredible. Like, and mm. it is an amazing food scene. It's a, if you love food, Singapore as a city is fantastic because you've got everything from like street food for a pound through to like free mission star chefs cooking in posh hotels. Like there's mm. everything that you want there. But yeah, but definitely an aubergine dish at four o'clock in the morning in Rat Alley next <laughs> to a load of hookers was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it, it, it was a brilliant way to end the evening. And, we, uh, and you were there with loads of different chefs. Yes. And what was the, was, were you all there working or was it like a... No, we, we were there working. We were cooking, showcasing what we do, British food and stuff out there in a different space. But then the hotel that we were working in, all the chefs that were there then said, come on, come on out with us. Yeah. So like when chefs right. get together, it's, I mean, it's, chefs are like pirates is the best way of describing <laughs> it. Kitchens are like pirate ships. They're full of people that have been hit over the head and woke up one morning. Yeah. 
on a boat yeah. going somewhere and it's a, like they're amazing places there's also it's a, it's a hugely eclectic mix of people in a kitchen but they're all there for one reason most of them when they're in their early 20s is to uh get laid drunk and cook stuff uh-huh. so basically yeah. like the kitchens are like mental places so all of these chefs were out in singapore in this crazy environment it was brilliant it was such a good space and as far as i remember because those were still in my drinking days so right. i kind of like i remember to the aubergine after that and who knows what can you have, it, can you have it, had an even better side dish after the aubergine yeah. and we will never know that's yeah but the aubergine is true. so good like, who knows what dessert was yeah the aubergine is <laughs> so good it punches through like that the fog of that night yeah it does yeah. it does as well and they also have something called stinky fruit i don't know if you've heard of it durian fruit no. like, oh i have actually yeah um, yeah uh, there is nothing so smelly and bad as really? durian fruit. It is the worst thing. <laughs> like, oh my God, they have massive stores of it and they're like great big green things that look about, about the size of a watermelon. Um, but they, 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 they hum. They smell. <laughs> the whole of the area where they smell, and you cut them out and it's kind of like custody, like oh. rotten custody oh. in a fr- but it's seen as a huge speciality but it's they're not allowed in hotels they're not allowed on planes they're not but they are they are they're that's wrong right that's and that's you, have very you, you've wrong. eaten it i have eaten it yeah i have eaten and does it taste as bad as it smells <laughs> it tastes worse it, it was so bad but actually one of the chefs with us chris who's my head chef of one of the places we were out there and Chris is too polite. I had the first bit. I was like, I'm not fucking eating anything. <laughs> and there was another two of our head chefs out there and they were like, we're not doing that. But Chris, because he felt so polite that someone had taken us to this place, Chris ate all of ours. Oh, wow. And you can oh, see him God. repeating. Going, and then about 20 minutes later, we were in a cab zone. We had to stop. He had hot sweats. He was, but it was just so bad. It was like the fa- watching him chunder on the side of the road after oh, eating God. stinky fruit. It's a real just speciality. Out of politeness. Yeah. yeah, out of politeness. Yeah. <laughs> it's even called stinky fruit for god's sakes (laughs) do they call it stinky fruit no i'm sure i might have offended a load of singaporeans (laughs) then but you know (laughs) they they call it a guff apple (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, uh, as a chef do you think like when someone offers you anything to eat even something that smells that bad you think well i've got to try it yeah, I, yeah, I try everything. Like I, I'm, I'm up for trying everything. Like, because you know, food is amazing, and you never know what you come across. Because it might be fantastic, but you know, also there is some, there's some pretty rogue stuff out there. But I'm quite happy eat something like fermented shark. I've had, mm. I've had whale. I've had um, these off herrings that they do in um, in Sweden, where they they salt these herrings and they leave them till they're rotten, and then they put them in a tin and. And they leave, it, and the tin is warped where they've fermented so much that the gas comes out of it. And you're supposed to open the tin in a bucket of water, to, so oh. that the smell doesn't come out. And I, we did it. We, I've eaten some of that, and we did we did it in a big TV studio. Funny enough, we opened the tin, but not in water. And the studio was, I mean, it was huge. Like everyone had to evacuate. The smell was <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. So I've tried. Yeah, I've eaten that. I've eaten century egg. You know the the Chinese yeah. thing where they where there's oh, a, that, yeah. the black egg that's been cured with horse urine. Originally, it's not anymore. They use a different type of uh, uh, acid now, but I've eaten that as well. And that's like, I mean, yeah, that's not great neither. <laughs> like, Are they the ones with the, you get ones with the actual like chicks still in the middle of it? Have you no, seen those? yeah, I have seen those. No, I've not eaten that. That would, that would be maybe a step too far yeah. for me. I think no. like peeling the egg with the oh, chicks still, yeah, I think that would be, that. I don't think I could do that. On uh, Life in a Day, I saw that. It's a, it's a documentary film. It's a YouTube made it. And they got people from all over the world just to film their life on. It's all the same day of the year, and they all just sent in the footage, and then YouTube cut it up and made a one long film. But one of the clips is a guy eating that, and I all you see of that guy is that he eats that egg, <laughs> and I absolutely hate him. I've never hated someone so much. I've just seen such a small glimpse into his life. Do you think that is his life, or do you think he was thinking, "I want to make the edit here"? Yeah, probably showing off a bit. Yeah, no, he was really proud. Some... He was showboating it a bit because he was like. Yeah. First we you know, peeled this and then the salt and he's like and then he puts his finger in the air like he's testing the wind and goes so everything's done and then he puts it in his mouth absolutely gross Did he eat it all in one yeah all in one he goes all he just put, pops it in in one I think you've got to go all in one with that to be honest yeah I wouldn't want to see the inside of it no I wouldn't want to bite it in half and then be like no no it's lose a good your point. appetite you halfway just through go for it, yeah like I'm a celebrity yeah 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 but- 
You but know. that's not your side dish. Let's not get a side dish. No, no, the, no, the, the, the well, aubergine. I might change it. The, yeah, actually, I the aubergine I'm, is the side you dish. Know, I, the aubergine is the side dish, but now I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm up for trying everything. Maybe mm. a half-baked, unborn chick from an yeah. egg. You know, I yeah. mean, it's, it might go with fish and chips better than aubergine. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you haven't tried it yet? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, the ultimate pickled egg to have yeah, with fish yeah. and chips, right? Yeah, exactly. And I've got curry sauce, mushy peas and gravy to take the taste away You're if fine. I don't like it. Cover so, it up. Right. Yeah, it's no bother. That guy might have been teeing himself up for some fish and chips in life in a day. I don't know. That YouTube man. Might have just ate that little chick and then <laughs> they, they cut it at that point, but he might have just gone around the corner to a chippy. Yeah. Very true. I used to live around the corner from a chip shop and, and, and it, it backed onto my garden. So when we were out playing football in the back garden, we could always smell the fish and chips. It drove us crazy. <laughs> uh, I set up a, I had a stand-up gig in Durham, uh, set it up ourselves and uh, it was above a fish and chip shop. It was a nightclub above a fish and chip shop called Fish Tank mm. uh, and it was only seated about 30 people, but it just stunk of chip oil. I love that. Where was that up north? Yeah, in Durham. Yeah. So was that beef fat chip oil or was that veg? Oh, yeah. fat? oh that would have been that would have been beef fat chip yeah, oil. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got the audience to shout at the gigs. Yeah. <laughs> beef fat. When you when you when you yeah getting the crowd also, warmed up. That was also yeah. my nickname back then. Yeah. 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 Hey, fat shaming. Hence why we both went on yeah. diets. You lost six stone. Yeah. <laughs> and now everyone calls him beef sexy. <laughs> sexy beef. Sexy, sexy beef. beef. Sexy beef boy. The sexy beef boy. Shout out to that chip shop actually that I live because that's still my favourite fish and chips in the whole of the world is uh, Nick's Fish and Chip Shop in Kettering it's still there yeah still there also a guy there called Dustin used to work there who my dad used to teach when uh, back in the day and then uh, I remember once we were walking past the fish and chip shop and we looked in and Dustin was sitting there eating some chips and my dad went Dustin stuffed his face with some chips and I laughed for so long. <laughs> but he said, Dustin stuffed. And I still think of it. It still makes me want to laugh now. Dustin stuffed his face with some chips. Dustin stuffed his face with some chips still makes me laugh. <laughs> to drink, sir. Well. Also, he's probably going half and half again. Half Coke Zero, half Diet Coke. Yeah, 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 half wine, half beer. Pe- well, no, well, I, it's very difficult this because I'm trying to work out. So I knocked booze on the head six about nearly six years ago, right? So I've become it become quite a huge part of my life. Yeah. Is the best way of describing it. So I'm like, if this is a one off thing, mm-hmm. like, and it's just one off, and it will never affect my brain cells again, and it yeah. won't take me. I might go I for twenty four cans of Stella. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I might go for twenty four cans of Stella. Alternatively, <laughs> I'd absolutely. Love why are, you trying, why are you trying to skip over that? <laughs> yeah. Alternatively, <laughs> a, a, a can of Diet Lilt. I love Diet Lilt with fish and chips. You know, can of Lilt. Diet Lilt. Lilt. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a... Well, I have had it. Actually, that's what I was going to say. I haven't seen it in ages. I, I had some yesterday. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> with your eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's one of the... So, you know, it's, it's, it, it depends on how bad we've been. I mean, I've gone for fish and chips. If I'm going if I'm going all in and it's one day only and it's not going to take me down the route that I went down, may, yeah, maybe a whole slab of Stella. <laughs> Yeah, that would. I, yeah, that. Why I might Stella? Do that. Of all of the beers, well, I think when you have an issue with alcohol, you look for the yeah. ones that hit the spot quicker. <laughs> yeah. Right, so Stella, Stella was great. Stella straight there. Yeah. Specifically, twenty-four cans of it. Yeah, well, like you load up with twenty-four, and then you see where an evening goes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair that's pre. I think the fact you, you leave the house. twenty-four cans of Stella probably shows that you are right to knock it on the head, Tom. If yeah, that's your go-to. Yeah, that. Do you want them as separate cans, or because I can do whatever you want here? I can do as one big guzzler can for you. That's like twenty-four <laughs> cans with a with a little straw, maybe. Well, it, actually, well, if we're going for it and we're in a restaurant and there's, it's like, I wouldn't mind one of those like really comedy hats that yeah. have cans in yeah. that you could Beer sit dime. in. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And so then a straw. Do you want one of those that can fit 24 cans Yeah, in 12 it? each side would be so amazing. Like a huge Stetson. Yeah. yeah, that would be yeah. Yeah, I'm up for that. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. Can you arrange that, Mr. Yeah, Genie? Yeah, I'll, I'll sort that out for you. There we are. No we're worries. Going. One Stetson Beer Dome coming right up. <laughs> 24 cans of Stella. Yeah. <laughs> Lilt's good, don't you? Yeah. Did they still only do one flavour of Lilt? Because for a while they did another one and it was. Uh, they did, didn't a bit they? They did another one that was a, it was a little bit mango? more. Apri- yeah, mango y apricot. It was, like, it was mango. Yeah. That's yeah. too tropical for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, a bit too tropical with mango. And Lilt's already totally tropical. It is totally tropical. Yeah. What is it? Pineapple and grapefruit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want one now. Also, it and, is, you, and, and you know what? Good. If you've got the hat, and as it's you, you're allowed the hat with 24 cans of Stella, and then at the top of the hat, there's a lilt as well with a separate straw. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Does that, that, make, that probably makes the worst shandy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lilt and Stella. I'd, I'd like yeah. a Stella lilt, lilt uh, top, please. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> With diet lilt. Does diet lilt now... Well, that's because I've gone there. Yeah, because if I was going really good, I go low sugar. Look. So I go low. Sure. Ju- if yeah. I in my in in like real world now, mm. it would be diet lilt. Yes, no sugar. Like, but at, like if if we're going in, it's a dream restaurant. It's a dream yeah. restaurant, and the the chaos and mayhem, the part of drinking that I loved, mm. the bits that you go, yeah, this is great. Yeah, that I would I go with a stellar. But then I see a diet. So I stopped drinking uh, cola. All brands of cola, uh, like five years ago, about five, oh, maybe a bit longer than that, and uh, just didn't drink any, anything like that for ages, and then started drinking Diet Coke again about a year ago, and now this is the most boring thing I I, 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 I say this to people all the time. It's the most boring thing I say to anyone. It just tastes like normal Coke. <laughs> That's pretty boring because I haven't had full fat Coke in so many years. I didn't even yeah. drink Diet Coke in that time. Yeah. So then when I went back to Diet Coke, yeah. I was like, this tastes like a normal Coca-Cola. And, and you established it was boring and you said it and we all agreed yeah. with, our, with our eyes that it was boring. Yeah. And then you thought, I'm going to explain it again. <laughs> Here's the thing. Even though I know it's boring, I still love telling people about yeah. it. <laughs> because genuinely, I feel like it's my biggest life hack. Yeah. <laughs> Stop drinking all cola products for five, five years. years. Yeah, what a life hack. And then go in again, but just the diet range. And then everything will taste like it did before. Yeah. And you, and so it's like you're having a naughty drink, but you're not. <laughs> now we come to the dessert. Speaking of being naughty, this is where most people can be quite naughty. Yes. And I'm, I think, I mean, you've been pretty naughty so far. Yeah. I have, yeah, so I'm going full on for, um, I'm going to go for a Knickerbocker Glory from the Bernie Inns circa 1982. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, that's... That's a travel through that, time. That's like, that's like the dream. Bernie that's Inns, the, I don't know Bernie Inns, I'm not familiar. You're not old enough, that'd be why. Yeah, like, yeah. So Bernie Inns were like the first kind of, um, not gastropubs, but they were like a, they were a, a I suppose a, a, a brand, a themed pub that was a bit like Beef Eaters. It was just mm. like that before them. And they used to do like, half a roast chicken with fries and peas that had been left under the hot lamps for ages. So they were like all little dried up things. <laughs> so, and they would do, it would have like um, donuts as a dessert. And it was, it was one of those places that used to, used to have, you used to have fruit juice as a starter. That was on the oh, start. Yeah. yeah. Like Mitch Osmond talked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So it's yes. back to that, that sort of era, but they used to do Knickerbocker glories. I think these great big tall glasses. And there's like a 1982, I'd have been like nine. Yeah. So like as a chubby nine year old, you're like, this is the dream. Yeah. Of like, like because like chocolate sauce and strawberry sauce and like everything about it. There was probably no real ice cream in it. It's all that synthetic. So it was yeah. just like, I mean, yeah, ama- like amazing places. They were they were the first part. They were the first gastro pubs, Bernie Inns. <laughs> Bernie Inns. When you Shout mind out. that, then the Knickerbocker Glory, you did it from a child's perspective because I doubt they were as big as you showed us. Yeah, then. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, it must well, be roughly what's that the size of? Just say. What's that? I mean, that's like two foot. That's a yeah. small cabinet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just you just mind that. So I remember when it was like it's nine, looking up at it with yeah. awe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my memory of my first banana split. Was that it was the size of an actual boat yeah. <laughs> that I had, and it was like humongous, and uh, and it was it's still the best banana split I've ever had. I remember it was, it was a meal that we went for. I don't know where it was, but my cousins were there. I remember that, and we all ordered these banana splits. They're massive. That, that one of the scoops of ice cream in there was pistachio, which at that age I definitely didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> But I ate the whole thing. Everyone was really impressed that I ate the whole thing. And then I went around polishing off other people's ones. That's how much I love that banana split. It's your finest moment. And since then, well, basically, I haven't had a banana split for years. And now I'm going to go and diet banana splits. It'll taste exactly the same. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no. Just bananas. Yeah. Just bananas. That's a, banana. yeah. That's a diet, diet, diet banana split. Banana it's split. just a banana. Just isn't a banana. It? <laughs> Little life hack. <laughs> Cut a banana in half. Eat that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so take, take us through layer, layer by layer in the Knickerbocker glory. Well, you've got to have like crunchy, crispy bits at the bottom, and that's the bit that you always want to get to. So right. you have special spoons, don't you? Like you have the special long, Knickerbockers. Yeah, and that's the bit you want to get to. So he's trying to get to the crunchy bits at the bottom whilst not getting your knuckles covered in the top of the cream <laughs> and, 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 the, and the like bright, luminous, red kind of clear strawberry sauce. Yeah. That you, so you've got different layers of ice cream, different layers of crunch, texture. I mean, it's just layer upon layer of cream, ice cream, sauce, broken biscuits, basically. Oh, so is that the crunch, broken biscuits? Broken biscuits. I imagine it was broken biscuits. I, can't, I mean, you know. It's you no can name. ask for what you want it's here, no though. You could, you yeah, could... you can have some broken biscuits. And what kind of biscuits do you want me to break up in this nook of glory? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm partial to a hobnob. Quite like a hobnob. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're quite good. It's a crunchy biscuit as well. It is a crunchy yeah. biscuit. And it's got that lovely little salty kind of oaty thing to it. Yeah. And that's the, thing that take, that's the thing that takes biscuits to the next level. Pinch of salt. That's oh, it. yeah, salty biscuits. I, I'm a big fan of salt and sweet. You know that. Yeah. Don't know why I'm telling you. Should be telling Tom. He's <laughs> <laughs> well, one who doesn't know. Everyone loves salt caramel, don't they? Yeah, well, you think. Some people don't. And those people... Really who doesn't like salt my caramel? Gears. They really get to me when they say they don't like it. Yeah. I've met a few people who say they don't like it. They really make a point of it as well, like they're better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Very annoying. Talk to us about the flavours of ice cream. What's going into it? Well, you've got to have vanilla, right? Mm. But but, uh, we've got to a point, so where we cook now, vanilla ice cream like tastes of vanilla and not too sugary. But in those days, vanilla ice cream didn't taste of vanilla. It tasted of sugar. So you just go, so it's got to have, just have this white, like white, sweet, cold ice cream you've got to have chocolate in there chocolate ice yeah. cream would be amazing got to have strawberry in mm. there uh, pistachio would be quite nice but that's a little bit I think that's a little bit too left field for, for a proper 1982 Knickerbocker that's glory that's not authentic yeah. nah I think, I think you've got to have chocolate vanilla strawberry but the thing is when I remember and look back at it I don't think any of them tasted of chocolate vanilla and strawberry I think they just all were just different colours of mm. the same ice cream just cold sugar. yeah cold, cold sugar. Yeah. sweet but I'll go for that yeah you know we've gone for it I mean I've drunk 24 cans of Stella by now I don't really <laughs> yeah, care point, I mean, you're not remembering this this course are you yeah. uh, maybe that's what I had in Singapore yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you could have had this like a book of glory as well cherry on top Oh, definitely, yeah, glassy cherry. cherry. Glass, yeah. And do you know what? Let's put sparklers in it. So let, yeah. let's have sparklers yes. going on the top as well. Yeah, first bites with the eye. Yeah. yeah. I was saying, I picked up in the chef industry, um, Tom. I nice when I used to work in the kitchen, Mr. Sash. Hold on, I'm writing that one down as well. Well. I know. First bites with the eye. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not literal. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't want you getting, yeah, I don't yeah. Want you getting mistaken okay. there, Tom. It means that has yeah. to look good, okay? Yeah, got yeah. So, yeah. The cover of your next book is just you and loads of mashed potato in your eyes. I worked at, uh, uh, well, so now I'm thinking if I should mention the establishments because I've definitely mentioned one of them in a negative light in the past uh, <laughs> and not named it for legal reasons. But um, I worked at the, uh, the uh, and I worked at the Star in Geddington. So the Star was like a family-run place, uh, very nice uh, little village pub, um, all home-cooked stuff. And the was part of a chain of, you know, it had a soft play area in it. <laughs> does that give you a good idea of what kind of a place it is I love that place you're, I love yeah. that place. your place has got soft play areas no but I'm thinking it might be a way forward you know yeah. they, like why not let's have a have a Michelin star restaurant with a soft play area yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great idea and were you the mash king at both places no I was mash king at the uh, village pub right um, we, we, we weren't making mash at the at the other one no. I mean maybe maybe people were making mash there but I can't remember people doing it I was mainly putting stuff in microwaves and uh, I did do desserts there actually I did make the sundaes there um, that was quite a, I enjoyed that once we had this gingerbread ice cream which was like I, I loved it and we didn't have it for very long for what it was all, it was like a limited sundae it was this gingerbread sundae it was, it was gingerbread and chocolate uh, ice cream and um, on the last day of they said this was the last day we're doing the gingerbread sundaes now and there was like one tub left. And um, I was like, said to my friend Graham, whatever's left in that tub at the end of the day, I'm eating it. It was a full tub. I was like, so I really I was hoping all day that people didn't order the gingerbread sundae. Probably about two people did. The rest of it is still in there. And because I was so honest at that point, I was like, <laughs> I should probably buy it off of them. I can't just eat it before they throw it. So I went to the manager and said, can I buy this off you? It was a little, little tub. He went, yep, yeah, I'll just work it out. And he basically worked out how many scoops were in there roughly, 
how many Sundays they would have sold for that amount of money <laughs> and charged me for that many Sundays. So I paid about 40 quid <laughs> for a tub of ice cream and sat there eating it before it melts. So I was like, it'll be melt by the time I get home. So this is, I can see this is where the flaw in your chefing career went. Yeah, yeah. Every, every chef that I know, the best chef, they steal everything. Yeah. They rob the whole <laughs> They'd yeah. have eaten the ice cream through so They'd have eaten it before the customers have ordered it. They yeah, go, that's yeah. the last one anyway, I'm eating it. Yeah. And the check came on and said, can I have a gingerbread sundae? They've gone, nah, no. all gone. All gone. It wasn't your cooking ability that let you down. No. It was your ability to rob stuff. Yeah. It's stupid <laughs> conscience. Too honest to be a chef, yeah. mate. Yeah, <laughs> really regret doing it. To the, but but such good ice cream. Oh my god, that and we were talking about the gingerbread spice ice cream that came out of Christmas, the Ben and Jerry's one. Yeah, off. I mean, you probably didn't have that because you're a good boy now. But like, holy mackerel, good. Yes, holy mackerel was a more disappointing Ben and Jerry's. they got too mackerel. experimental. Yeah. Yeah. Mackerel and stinky fruit yeah. <laughs> flavor ice cream did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great meal. Oh, yeah, uh, I'll just read it back meal. to you, Tom, so we make sure yeah, we've got it right. Uh, water, you would like half and half. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, not like, but I'll go with it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just happy, whatever. What, 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 whatever whatever's water. easiest. Whatever's easiest. Whatever's yeah. easiest. Yeah. But I'm, I'll tell you what's going to happen every time I come over. I'm going to pour both in at once. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah so it's right. actually, I'm doing the most hard thing, and yeah. that'll really annoy you. Um, <laughs> you, you. You want bread, you want a proper, warm, crispy, crunchy baguette soft on the other side with loads of uh, freshly made butter or, I mean, do we, I think, or do we specifically want the bread from do you that restaurant that for, it sounds like you should have the bread from that restaurant I'd like the bread from Franson please which yeah, is a three Michelin have, star restaurant in Stockholm yeah you can have the Franson, <laughs> like that, the Franson bread yeah. uh, you would like calamari and mayo for your starter maybe the one that you had in Greece yeah definitely but not the reformed one like, not like reformed. proper fresh squid proper rings yeah, yeah. um, fish and chips is your main you didn't specify a place for the fish and chips no because I think you can have it anyway you can have it like in posh restaurants where you can Let's have it on a beach sat on the North it. Kent coast. But you wanted everything on there, didn't you? Everything, everything. from all over the country on there. Yeah. Um, you would Gravy, like... mushy peas and curry sauce. Uh, rat alley aubergine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of rat alley aubergine. That's yeah, yeah, rat yeah, alley yes, aubergine? Definitely. Um, drink, you would like uh, Stetson uh, beer dome with 24 cans of Stella and a Diet Lilt with a separate straw. Yes, please. Uh, you just uh, <laughs> Nicky Bocca Glory from Bernie's in. Nine, circa 1982 great meal that's perfect yeah delicious meal thank you very much Tom thank you very thank much thank you so much Tom Tom Carriage what a meal what a meal what a guy what a guy always I think it's when we have someone that we don't know on or that we haven't met before yep. it's we're always a bit more like okay we need to make sure this goes well because we yep. don't want to look like a couple of punks in front of sure. someone we don't know yep. And you know what? He was such a lovely, relaxed man. I think it it all went fine. Didn't we it? felt at ease immediately. Yeah, it was it, what a meal as well. I didn't expect it. No, didn't expect. I mean, I, I guess you know you kind of think people who are Michelin-starred chefs, maybe they just like you know they just crave fish and chips. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I didn't expect it. Nice. I liked it. It's good. Some good stories as well. Yeah, great stories. And he didn't mention quinoa. He didn't. That's the crucial thing. He did not mention quinoa. I was. I thought he might mention quinoa because there is a recipe that looks very delicious. Yeah. That has quinoa in it in his new book, Tom Carriage's Fresh Starts. Yes, that is true. Uh, there's a lot of lot of great recipes in there. Ed. We're having a flick through earlier, aren't we? We're having a little flick through. Absolutely it's, loved it. it's accessible stuff that you can cook at home that looks fresh, healthy, and impressive. Yeah. Well done, Tom. Good, Good book. <laughs> you can put that on the cover of the next one. Yeah. Well done, Tom. Good book. <laughs> James A. Caster. Yeah, genie. Uh, <laughs> genie wearing on socks. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, like, subscribe, review, all of that stuff. Follow us on social media, out of yep. menu official. And just keep But We've been, uh, I'll be honest, James, I've been quite overwhelmed by the response to the podcast so far been lovely please keep on harassing joel domit all the listeners please keep on trolling him and having a go at him for his meal we're really enjoying seeing that <laughs> hey guys i'm on tour ed is on tour doing the show blizzard aren't you i am mate yeah starts uh, at the end of january starts at the end of january all through the months of 2019 come and give it a watch lovely stuff ed it's a funny old show guys uh feel free uh, to approach me if you see me and ask me poppadoms or bread. Yes. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs>
on tour also. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to mine more than James, by the sounds of it. No, I'm looking forward to it, sure. And that episode of Pointless that I mentioned in the episode, that would have gone out by the time yeah. this podcast was out. So you could probably find that on iPlayer. Yeah. Watch that. See how me and Joel do. But, you know, you've heard Joel's off menu. I'm teamed with an absolute pig shit. <laughs> so how am I meant to do? Bad luck, Joel. It's not even your episode anymore. You're getting called a pig shit. Yeah, deservedly so, Joel. I had to throw myself down on the line with you and say dark chocolate in a spag bowl. And it was in his chilli. Oh, ch- that is the biggest sting. <laughs> The fact that he does actually put it in one of his dishes and it's in his chilli. Oh. So close. And he would have done it to plump up the beef as well. That is so annoying. Well, guys, thank you for listening to another wonderful episode. Uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bon appétit. Oh, oh I didn't get to say what I wanted to say. I wanted to embarrass Ed at one point. Me and Ed were playing a game once with some friends. Oh, yeah, this is, this is true, actually. This is good fun. We're playing a game. It's quite a complicated game to try and describe, actually. Okay. But the, the game was basically, uh, you've got an island, you've got, got your own island. And it was just like, first of all, it's like you're allowed five animals on the island. We had to choose what five animals we would have on our island. And then it was, you have like uh, five uh, films you can watch on the island and like uh, dishes and all stuff. And then one time it was five celebrities you can have on your island. And we wanted to choose. And Ed chose Tom Carriage. You were in his five people he would have on the island because he wanted someone to cook for him. (laughs) (laughs) And it seemed like you'd be a laugh on an island. Yeah, no, I'd be well up for that. Great. Yeah, I'm... uh, yeah, when are we going? We can we can go right now. I love that. I, I that's I, honestly I'm honoured. That's made me well, feel warm inside. Uh, well, do you want to hear what company you're in? Oh yeah, who, who, yeah. Who, who yeah. Was I, the other four? You were my first choice, and okay. then I panicked. He, after he that. got us to such a flyer, and then watch this. <laughs> Get ready to go rapidly descend downhill with your company. You're probably sharing a little a little. Uh, I'm trying to remember a little building with these. I remember uh, Sandy from Gogglebox. Sandra from Gogglebox. Yeah, she seems yeah. like a proper laugh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's coming. That's good fun. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's got a cookbook. Yeah, we could be cooking hip hop food from Snoop Dogg's cookbook. This is this is so funny. All right, it's actually working out pretty well. Yeah, this is good. A few rappers have cookbooks. Mirio's got a cookbook. Miriam Margolis. Did I have Miriam Margolis? You might have had. I think so. So right, right, right. Rose gallery of people you got hanging out together. I did panic a little bit. But you're very welcome on the island. Thank you. I I quite happily say who I quite happily light fires and cook stuff all day long. Someone's got to catch it though. Hopefully we all get we all get on well. It doesn't end with you desperately trying to build a raft out of empty Stella cans. <laughs> Go away. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.